Welcome to the Soul Sessions Podcast. Deep dive into the causes and real issues underlying addiction, codependency, emotional eating, weight concerns, and the trance of unworthiness. Tune in weekly to befriend, nourish, and heal body, feelings, mind, and soul. And now, your host, soul-centered psychotherapist, trauma expert, and mind-body eating coach, Jody Gale. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Soul Sessions with Jodie Gale. I want to start this podcast series off by sharing my own healing journey with you in the hope that it will inspire you in your journey and to help you see that no matter what it is that you are struggling with, recovery is absolutely possible. But first, I'd like to introduce myself. My name is Jodie and I am the founder of the soulcenter.online, where this podcast and my online courses will be housed. I'm a master's qualified soul-centered psychotherapist, a trauma expert, an eating disorder, and a mind-body eating coach with 20 years of professional experience and a lifetime of personal experience. So I'm dedicating this podcast to helping women who don't feel good enough so that you can heal and move out of your past pain to live a healthier life full of self-acceptance, self-care, self-compassion, self-confidence, and self-love. So we are going to dive deep as I interview women leaders, psychotherapists, coaches, artists, writers, and other experts in healing, self-development, and spiritual growth. The Soul Sessions podcast is going to explore the real issues and how to heal from complex trauma, addiction, food, weight, and body image concerns, and the trance of unworthiness, that deep sense of never quite feeling good enough. So in this podcast, you are going to hear me talk about therapy probably quite a lot, not clinical, medicalized, perforce, symptom-focused therapy, rather a deep and juicy journey of the soul kind of therapy. So just a quick note on terminology. So when I'm talking about disordered eating, I mean weight cycling or what is more commonly known as yo-yo dieting, emotional eating, as well as binge eating, anorexia, bulimia, and any other food or body challenge that you might be struggling with. So I've been recovered for nearly 25 years and I'm super excited to see the disordered eating field embracing those of us with lived experience, playing such a vital role in helping others. I'm yet to meet a psychotherapist who isn't what Carl Jung called a wounded healer. We come to this work through our own wounding. As someone who experienced interpersonal trauma and childhood emotional neglect, which resulted in many, many years of addiction, chronic dieting, binge eating and bulimia, I hope my story provides the hope that you may need to start or to continue in your own recovery. So my recovery story starts on the rugged southwest coast of Ireland where there is a small fishing village called Dingle and it was here that I had what Abraham Maslow, the father of humanistic psychology, called a peak experience while swimming with Fungi, a wild bottlenose dolphin who lives in Dingle Harbour. So Maslow said that peak experiences are life's most mystical, joyful deeply moving moments, the aha moments, the ecstatic moments, and moments of rapture. 
Having a peak spiritual experience was the turning point in my recovery. I had suffered with emotional eating since I was a child and then chronic dieting, binge eating and bulimia for 15 years. So my self-worth was at an all-time low. I was consumed by self-loathing and I was on a path of complete self-destruction and self-sabotage by using amphetamines daily. So at the time, I was living in London and working in a crystal shop in Covent Garden in Neil's Yard. It was all very hippie and mystic flight. And we had, uh, you know, books and crystals and, you know, the guidance cards and all those sort of things in the shop. And I picked up a book on swimming with wild dolphins and read that it was therapeutic and that many people were healed from addictions, major health concerns, and that it had basically turned everyone who had swum with wild dolphins, they said that it had turned their lives around. So I was really at what we call rock bottom and had nothing to lose. So I booked a flight to Ireland and off I went. And you may not be at rock bottom. It just so happened that I was. So you don't need to wait until you get there to recover. You can start anytime. So I was at rock bottom. So off I went and When I got there, I stayed at a place called Ballantaggart, which was a youth hostel. It's now, I think, quite a posh wedding reception place, but it was such a special place. It was up on the top of a hill looking right out over Dingle Harbour. And there was a group of us there who used to go down and swim each morning. And it's quite funny, even getting down, you sort of have this idea of swimming with dolphins and it's all going to be all very nice and peaceful. And it was just so not like that. So first of all, you had to get there and you had to walk through all the cow shit and all through this sort of rocky pathway and and then down to the beach. And when we got there on this first day, it was freezing cold. I don't think I've ever been that cold. And the wetsuit wasn't particularly great. I mean, it was long, but it was it was good enough, but it was it was freezing. And we had to wait for the swell to come in to dive into the swell. And then you just had to kick for your life to get out past the rocks. Otherwise, you'd get thrown back onto the rocks. So it was basically terrifying. I could see this fin out there thinking, I hope that's the dolphin and not a shark because I was terrified of, you know, the, I mean, the water is so dark and gloomy. Everything was just gloomy and dark. It was just not very nice. But I was determined and thinking that maybe this would be the thing that turned my life around and very much in that place of having no will and choice at that point and that something really needed to happen to me in order for me to make a change. So from the first moment that fungi swam by me and looked me in the eye, I experienced a sense of oceanic oneness, inner knowingness and a peace that up until that moment I had never experienced before. I felt seen, accepted and loved unconditionally. So this is something that I'm going to talk about with my dear friend and colleague, Tina, in a few weeks' time. So she talks about addiction and eating issues and horses and equine therapy. And people suffering with excruciating levels of shame often feel rotten to the core. That's certainly how I felt when I first found myself in therapy. And what happens is when you have some kind of, I guess, animal-assisted therapy and the creature comes to you, you can't 
I mean, for me, I couldn't believe it. And all I could think was maybe I'm not that bad after all. So this dolphin knew that somewhere inside of me there was something good. And I felt like I could just be me. So I felt a natural high that couldn't be matched through the hedonistic rave culture lifestyle that I'd been living in London, which to be fair was lots and lots of fun. We had some years of fun, but it was also very dark and painful too. So in The Dolphin Within Awakening Human Potential, the book that I read, which started this whole journey, Olivia de Bergerac writes, such experiences are much sweeter than chocolate or drugs. Swimming with fungi really awakened something in me that I now know to be the higher self or the soul. And you are going to hear my guests and I talk about this throughout the podcast often. So when I returned to London, I immediately searched for a therapist. I had a few false starts with medical professionals. I was pretty angry, pretty rebellious, really did not conform. I did not feel aligned with the medical model at all. And fortunately, I did find someone. I found a therapist who was a psychospiritual psychotherapist And I really did feel that I could grow to trust her. And while swimming with fungi was the catalyst for my recovery, it was my weekly depth psychotherapy with her that helped ground my peak experience and then aided me in my long-term recovery. So my therapist had lived experience of disordered eating too, and she had recovered. And I believe this to be a crucial aspect in me being able to trust her. I just knew that she really knew what it felt like. And we spent many hours integrating my spiritual experience and discussing wild dolphin behavior and fungi in particular. So, for example, she would say, does fungi worry about how much he has eaten today? And does fungi worry about what he looks like? And I just thought these questions were so ridiculous. I mean, as if a dolphin is going to care about that kind of stuff. But that was the point, you know. So I would laugh and say, as if, of course he doesn't. Through the long-term relationship where my therapist provided me with a safe and secure base, a sacred space, and via her years of love and unconditional positive regard, I was able to put my addiction and disordered eating out of a job. So depth psychotherapy wasn't easy. I was there between one and three times a week for a period of time. It wasn't a quick fix. And although I'd had a peak experience and had a glimpse of what was possible, the disordered eating self was very strong and I was still very much caught in my addiction and food, weight and body image problems. So at one level, I was sure my therapist was going to come up with some amazing thing I'd never thought of, which would help me finally lose weight and keep it off. I mean, I had a habit of losing it and putting it back on and losing it and putting it back on. In reality, that isn't what happened. She helped me get to know and process my early childhood wounding and really helped me to deal with those real issues underlying food, weight and body image concerns. And to recover the deeply spit off parts of myself that for many reasons had to go into hiding. So I had to recognise, accept and build a relationship with the parts of myself that I had also abandoned, abused and loathed. I had to heal the deep shame I had experienced. I had to stop shaming myself, 
with my harsh inner critic, which I had internalised from my early environment and culture. So that's that voice that's very hard and very punitive, the one that bosses us around and tells us how shit we are, basically. Over time, I slowly, slowly, slowly started to accept my whole self, the light and the shadow. So therapy assisted me in fostering a relationship with my soul self, and it was a profoundly deep and nourishing journey of the soul. By connecting with my soul self, it taught me that I am so much more than my body. My body is the home for my soul, and I try as best I can to respect and care for my body because it's the only one I have. And that doesn't mean it's a perfect journey. Far from it. It's a bit of a roller coaster especially early recovery. So Carolyn Coston, who is my mentor, my supervisor, my trainer, she says that connecting with soul self is a crucial element of becoming fully recovered. We redirect our focus from the trappings of our ego and personality and towards what really matters in life. So she says, think of your disordered eating self and your soul self. The one you feed will be the strongest. Getting better is about feeding or strengthening your soul self. In psychosynthesis psychotherapy, which is the school that I am trained in, the therapist will always ask, what makes your heart sing? This is a really great question to start connecting with soul self. So my connection started with my wild dolphin peak spiritual experience. But for you, it might be through dancing, surfing, yoga, meditating, a spiritual practice, connecting with land, standing on the top of a mountain, witnessing a beautiful sunrise or sunset, journaling, reading a good novel, visiting art galleries or the theatre. Whatever it is, don't put your life on hold or get caught in the trap of saying, when I am thin, I will. Start living your big life now, whatever size you are. And as the quote goes, whatever your soul calls for, do that. So if you resonate with my story, whether you've become caught in compulsive self-sabotaging patterns or the vicious cycle of addiction, unhealthy relationships, emotional eating and other food, weight and body image concerns, I'm here to tell you that you are worthy of recovery right now. And together, we can start on the path towards your post-traumatic growth and healing. Next time, I have a wonderful guided visualization because I really want to give you an experience of your soul self, your true self. It's going to be really useful in your recovery. So tune in to the soul sessions with me and connect with your whole self, body, feelings, mind and soul. You'll find the transcript to this episode and the show notes at the soul center dot online forward slash soul sessions one. And for those who are in the U S we spell center C E N T R E C E N T R E. So the soul center dot online forward slash soul sessions one. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the soul sessions podcast loved this episode head over to itunes to subscribe rate and leave a review it's very much appreciated thank you to learn more about how you can befriend your body feelings mind and soul get jody's free 65 page ebook at thesoulcenter.online
Until next time.